Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kamisha Lucier, one of the senior pastors of A Day of Prayer. I'm glad we're back together again this week. And, you know, I'm believing God that your week has been blessed and will continue to be blessed. Today's episode is called Holy Spirit, the best friend you'll ever have. John chapter 14 um, tells us a lot about the Holy Spirit. And this particular chapter, we see our Messiah talking with his disciples, but he's talking about the comforter who the Lord will, the the Father will send when he, that is the Lord Jesus, um, returns to the Father. And, you know, something that I missed early on in my walk with the Lord is looking at the Lord's tone when he talks excuse me, and also looking at the importance that he places on something. You know, Jesus never wasted his words. Uh, The scriptures tell us that we'll give an account of every idle word we speak, um, denoting that there are consequences to saying things outside of what the Father has intended or outside of the, the guidance and direction of the Lord. So then that tells us that the the Lord Jesus never just said anything just to say it, not just to be funny or any of those kind of things. He meant what he said. And when we see him putting emphasis on on things or anything in the scripture, that's, that's an automatic indicator that we should pay attention. And we should also look at the connotation and the context, but the tone of how he's talking about those things as well. And, you know, even as you develop your relationship with hearing the Lord's voice, Pay attention to his tone, pay attention to his inflection, pay attention to how he's saying something, and then go ask him why he's saying it that way so that you get to know his heart, not just his hand, not just his works, not just memorization of scriptures, because that doesn't amount to much, but having a loving, intimate, and deep relationship with the Lord does. And, you know, as we think about the Lord and we're speaking about him today in terms of the Holy Spirit being our best friend, you know, you get to know your best friend and you know their voice, you know their tone, you can feel it when they're feeling um, a certain way about something, you can just hear it in their voice and we should have that same attentiveness to our God, the fullness of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, both in the written word, but also in how the Lord ministers to our hearts. So let's start by looking at John chapter 14, and we're going to look at verses 15 through 21, and then we're going to jump down to verses 25 through 30. And it starts in a good place. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray to the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. And that day you will know that I am in my father and you in me and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And let's look at verses 25 through 30. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you, 
But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Have you heard me say to you, I'm sorry, you have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. So, as we're looking at the scripture, remembering what the Lord says, you see, has the dearness that he speaks about the Holy Spirit about and how um, you can see eager and glad he is to be sharing with us that the Holy Spirit will come and fellowship with us. And the Lord uses the word forever so that he is a friend that will never leave us or forsake us. Uh, that's verse 16. He may abide with you forever. That's that's a friend that no one can compete with, no one can compare to. And, you know, there's parts in us that long for companionship. They long for friendship. They long for camaraderie. They long to have a safe place to um, share your secrets with or to be consoled when you are feeling down. And there's no one better than the Holy Spirit to fill that role. And, you know, I think we tend to look at people to do that because it soothes our senses, our, our mind, our will, and our emotions, and our, you know, sight, touch, <laughs> hearing, smelling, and tasting. Yes, we can see that person so we can sit down with them and have a cup of coffee, but there's distance between us and another human being, and humans are flawed. But Christ <laughs> and the Holy Spirit are always available. They're never going to give us wrong advice. They're never going to turn us away, never steer us wrong. Holy Spirit is here and he wants to be in that place of high esteem and to be highly prized and valued in our life. Uh, Proverbs 18 verse 24 says something that I enjoy. It says, a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That's the King James Version. So basically it's saying this is a two-way street. Um, If you want to be a friend or you want Holy Spirit to be a friend to you, of course, the obvious answer is accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's what entitles you, if you will, or opens the door for you to have that relationship with him. But even after he has been given and he's waiting for us to um, to receive him in that way, it's important that we present ourselves to him in that way as well to be his friend. And this is how the Lord indicated it, um, starting back in John 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. I don't think any person wants a friend that doesn't love them, <laughs> that doesn't, you know, have that tender heart towards them um, because there's no friendship if the person hates you or is your adversary or your rival, but there's someone who wants your well-being. They want um, God's best for you. They want to see you thrive and succeed and excel. And we know clearly that God has that, but sometimes it doesn't always um, penetrate 
our our full being. Sometimes it's um, a mental acknowledgement. Like, sure, I know that's true because that's what the Bible said, and, and and I know in my mind that God is good, but it hasn't penetrated your heart yet. If you're not yet seeing Him as out as being your best friend and your answer to everything and walking actively with him on that two-way street. He's already presented his good to you. He showed up when he didn't have to. He doesn't need us to be God. He doesn't need us for to exist as who he is. He's he's already God that's already settled, but we need him. And so he's putting his part out there by showing up. So for us, putting our part back with him also is important because that's how we show our love. And the way the, the Lord describes it in the scriptures is if we love him, we keep his commandments. How you see Holy Spirit is how you treat him. Just like how you see the Father, Son, and the fullness of the Godhead is how you'll react and respond to them. So if you see Holy Spirit as simply a genie in a bottle to answer your prayers when you when you want to talk to him finally, then that's all you'll ever, you'll be limited to in your relationship with him. If you see him as someone who's a distant and a far off and someone you don't quite understand, then that's how you'll um, treat him and, and act towards him without... Um, being able to experience all that's available to you. But if you start to see him as just what the word says he is, as your friend, then that's how you'll start to treat him. And of course, the friendship that the Lord is talking about is always that of love. Because if there's jealousy, if there's envy, if there's malice, then the love of God is not present. But if the love of God is there and it's a genuine friendship, it will look and smell and be just like what God ordained it to be. And the the thing about Holy Spirit is, again, there are no flaws in him. <laughs> He's not lacking anything. He's never going to steer you in a wrong direction or give you bad advice or be envious that you're being blessed. Um, you know, he's he's never going to have those negative um downsides, if you will. Now, I'm not saying we can't have natural friends, but I am saying that no friend should have a higher status in your life than he does. Why? Because which of these friends has truly laid down their life for you? Which of them have shed their blood so that you won't go to hell and so that you could have healing in your body from sickness and so that you could have your needs met and be taken care of? I would say none of them, not even your parents have done that. My parents haven't done that. And each of you, you know by now that I am a mother and I am a fierce mother at that. And I love my children, but I don't compare to him. And, you know, you, if you had a chance to meet with my kids and ask them, who do I want them to go to first? They're going to say, Holy Spirit, <laughs> because that's, that's how they're being trained and that's how they're being raised. But that's the reality of what life is. When you, as a, a follower and believer in Jesus Christ in the way that he meant and intends for us to follow him, when you look through the scriptures and you examine the life of our Savior, he didn't rely on anybody more than he relied on Holy Spirit. Yes, he loved his disciples. Yes, he taught them. He, he was and dear to them, he loved them dearly and laid down his life for them. But those disciples did not replace the role of Holy Spirit in his life. And yes, Holy Spirit is God. He is the power of God um, working in and on us. And he is here to minister through us and to us and all of those things. But he's also our friend. He's the lover of our soul. And, you know, he's here and he wants to be an active and intimate part of your life. 
So when you start to see him as your best friend, you'll seek him first. You'll put him first place in your life. You know, something's happening or you're curious about something or have a question. Instead of relying on yourself, you'll start to rely on him for the answer. Or instead of calling your mom or your dad, or instead of calling your friends or anybody else to go, what do you think about this? You'll stop and turn to him and go, Lord, what do you think? And then because he's the all-knowing God, all-seeing, all-omnipresent all God, all-powerful God, you'll be satisfied to stop at his word and not take a poll from everybody else. It doesn't mean that you're not available to wise counsel as the Lord speaks through other people. It just means you're seeking his guidance first and not the guidance of others. Let's look at 1 John 2.27 to learn a little bit more about the Holy Spirit. It says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So again, referencing the Holy spirit, the anointing, that's a reference to the Holy spirit and the, the power and the ability that he supplies, but he wants to be your answer to everything. Now I know with the, how it may sound on the surface that you don't need anybody to teach you. And it doesn't not saying that God is not using people to minister to us, but he is our primary source and our primary answer. Because if that human that is conveying something to us did not receive it from the Holy spirit, it's coming from their flesh. It's coming from the adversary. We don't want any part of that. <laughs> so all things that are good and that are life-giving and life-bringing to us find their source in him. It all comes from him. So asking him first, letting him be your teacher, letting him be the, the first and only stop that you make when there's trouble in your life or when you wake up in the morning. Who are you looking for first? Um, who are you calling out to and crying out to when you need something? Who are you looking for? And are you searching yourself over? Are you looking for other people? And if your answer isn't that Christ is who you look for first, and I do mean Holy Spirit in particular, but the Godhead is one. Holy Spirit is fulfilling a specific role that has been delegated to him by the Father God to be carried out in the earth right now. So if you're not looking to him first, Holy Spirit first, and that's through his word, um, but also in your relationship with him. If you're not looking there first, don't be condemned. But renew your mind and retrain your habits, retrain your thought process to think Holy Spirit first. Holy Spirit's my answer. Holy Spirit's my guide. Holy Spirit's my teacher. He teaches me all things. I don't need someone to come from the outside and bring the word from across the desert and across the mountain and swim the oceans to tell me who my God is and what he's able to do for me. I can read, read the word for myself and I can commune with the, with the Holy Spirit myself so that he can teach me and impart to me directly, which is exactly what he wants to do. That's why the Lord said that um, when we were reading back in John chapter 14. That's why the, the Lord Jesus was so excited. He was so intent, passionate and intense about us receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit being here in the earth, released in the earth so that he could dwell with us and in us and upon us forever. So as you go about your day, choose to put 
Holy Spirit in the place of high esteem in your mind and in your life, not just in word, not just saying hallelujah at the right time when it feels, um, you know, emotionally um, important to say hallelujah or to say, Holy Spirit, I love you or thank you, but to do it in truth and in practice and in reality in your daily life, put him back in that place of high esteem and begin to pursue a best friendship with him. Make him your best friend today. Um, I want to read to you before we go, Jeremiah 29, uh, verses 13 and the first part of verse 14. This is a familiar verse of scripture, but normally we read (laughs) verse 11, but, um, verse 13 says this, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And the first part of verse 14 says, I will be found by you, says the Lord. That's his character. That's God's character and his nature. Now, this particular scripture, if we look at it in context, is directly talking to Israel while they're in captivity. But each of us has a captivity of our own that we've we've lived through in life as a re- result and consequence of our sin or being separated from God. And what he's saying here that we should know about who he is, is that he wants us to draw near to him. He wants us to find him. He wants us to exalt him and esteem him highly and his presence highly in our life. And he wants wants to be our best friend. He wants to be our confidant. He wants to be the one we rely on. He wants to be our, our, um, our help, not just in a time of need, but on a daily basis. Holy Spirit, can you help me find my keys? Can you help me comb my hair today? <laughs> what should I wear to work? You know, what should I be teaching my kids? What should I eat today? He wants to be that intricately involved in your life. And if you're saying, well, that's just too much, that's too hard. Have you ever had a conversation with a human about any of those things? Well, then, okay, it's not too hard to ask God because I know the answer is yes. I've sat down and talked with my quote unquote girlfriends for a long time. I've sat and talked with my husband for long periods of time. So I absolutely can talk to Holy Spirit in that exact same way, but placing him above each and everybody else so that he has the opportunity to speak life because his words are life to me. Um, And they are life-giving to all of my decisions and my choices. And there's no better guide. Whereas everybody else may be guessing, he absolutely knows and reveals the deep things of God to us. So I hope that encourages encourages you today and helps you just to focus in. And I want to encourage you to pursue that friendship with, with Holy Spirit, just like he was anybody else sitting there next to you and pursue him because he is real. He is life. He is for you and he favors you and he loves you and his kindness towards you will never end. Well, God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website at dayofprayer.org Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.